0: It's time for Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Driven by the Hess toy truck, here's Lance Meadow. Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point is brought to you by
1: American-made Peerless Boilers. Go to PeerlessBoilers.com for a dealer near you. NRG, the official energy provider of the New York football Giants. Learn more at PickNRG.com. And by PSENG, committed to providing safe, reliable energy now and in the future. And brought to you by Mercedes-Benz, the official luxury vehicle of the New York Giants. Lance Meadow, Jeff Eagles, Paul Dettino with you as the Giants fall to the Chargers 37-21 at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California, Giants now 4 and 9 overall 1 and 6 on the road. This was a game in which the Chargers scored 30 unanswered points during one stretch Justin Herbert with three touchdowns and Jeff, although the Giants fought till the very end and had some success running the ball in the second half, bottom line is that touchdown between Herbert and Jalen Guyton right at the end of the first half was an absolute killer. And the defense struggled to stop the run as the Chargers ran the ball for 152 yards over four yards per carry.
2: Yeah, you know, it's something that we didn't think the Chargers were going to do well today, is as come out and run the football. We knew they were going to throw it all over the place, so I think the Giants were preparing themselves for that. But you know, all in all, the Chargers ran the ball effectively, and you're right, that 59-yard t- touchdown pass really broke them down, and really the the sequence that leading up to that was probably the kicker. That that whole sequence of how they actually got the ball back, um, and then of course they get you know they do the old double dip, they get the ball back in the set in the third quarter. Um, and just from there, it was just a tough. When 30 unanswered points uh, with this offense of the Giants, it's going to be hard to come back and do anything.
1: Yeah, the Chargers wound up scoring on four consecutive possessions from the tail end of the second quarter all the way through the start. Of the second half. And, Paul, really, it was a tale of two halves for the Giants because, like I said, they were able to manufacture some production in the second half, but everybody's going to go back to the first half where they had three straight three-and-outs, including the one where they started on the Chargers' 41-yard line and wound up going three plays negative two yards. It was still a ball game at that point.
3: Yeah, that was the crux of the game, Lance, because, let's face it, at that point, it's 17-7 to Chargers. The Giants have a three and out. Then their defense comes up with its best stand of the game because with 2:04 left, the Chargers get the ball uh, at their own four yard line after a terrific punt that was downed by crossing. And what happens after a three and out where the defense does step up and do what they've got to do to give you a little shot of oxygen? The offense comes back and and immediately three and out. Give the ball right back to the Chargers, and we all know what Herbert did with it. I mean, you know that that three minute sequence was just an absolute disaster in every sense of the word.
1: And when it starts falling apart for the Giants, and they dig themselves in an early hole, as we've seen all throughout the course of the season, very difficult for them to dig themselves out of that and overcome. All of these issues that piled up. Big Blue Kickoff Live is the Giants' daily call-in show on Giants.com. Every weekday at 12.30 p.m., all part of the Giants Podcast Network. Archives can be found on the Giants mobile app and on all popular podcast platforms. We will be hearing from Joe Judge. Player reaction as well as we move along here on Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. They follow the Chargers 37-21. We'll be back right after this.
0: You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Driven
4: by the Hess Toy Truck. This is Mike Glennon, and you're listening to Giants Football on the Fan, WFAN and WFAN FM, New York. Glennon takes the snap on a first to goal at the seven. Has all day. Now escapes
5: to his left. He's got room to run. He's going to run it. Glennon gets to the goal line and he shoulders his way in for a touchdown.
1: That was tonight's play of the game brought to you by your local Ford stores. Visit buyfordnow.com. Ford, the official vehicle of the New York Giants. A seven-yard rushing touchdown for Mike Glennon, which capped a seven-play, 63-yard drive that took two eleven off the clock. It was one of two touchdowns in the fourth quarter for the Giants, but the rally a little too late as they fall to the Chargers 37-21. to Giants now 4-9 overall. They have dropped two straight, and the Giants have also lost five in a row to the Los Angeles Chargers over the course of this series. As we welcome you back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point, Lance Meadow, Jeff Beagles, Paul Dettino with you. Let's take you through the game breakdown. It's brought to you by your local Ford stores. Visit buyfordnow.com for the official vehicle of the New York Giants. And for that, we'll peruse some of the team statistics As the Chargers had 423 total yards in comparison, the Giants 316 on the ground, 152 to 135 in favor of the Chargers. This was actually one of the most productive red zone games for the Giants. They had three trips in the red zone. They walked away with three touchdowns. The Chargers were 50% in comparison, three of six. Third down efficiency, penalties was just about even, but... The Giants had two turnovers, the Chargers had none. So this is now the second straight game in which the Giants failed to record a takeaway. They had at least one in their first 11. And Jeff, that was something we talked about all throughout the course of the pregame, that it's getting to the point where the Giants' defense needs to manufacture points to help out the offense because of the offensive struggles. And in the first half, it was the defense that could not get off the field because the Chargers just bullied them on the ground.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, you talk about and, – and we talked about coming into this game about how potent that this Chargers offense was on third down. They were fifth in the National Football League, um, and they just controlled the time of possession. And by the end of the fourth quarter, you could tell that the Giants' defense was just gassed. And it's not because they're out of shape or anything like that. It's just because they were on the f- football field for – let me see here. How many minutes was it? I mean, it was a lot. So I look at this, uh, this 34 minutes that the Giants' uh, defense was there on the field. So that's a lot for these guys and um, – you know, just when when you get so far down, you got to rely on the takeaways, especially with an explosive offense like the Chargers. And again, the Giants just the two games in a row now. Now, I don't know if the onside kick goes down as a turnover, but as you know, the turnovers that we're it looking for go down for. as an official turnover. It does, but, but, certainly was a recovery. But it's not yeah. the type of ones that we're talking about, where we need, the, the plays need to be made and it's in, in to take away the field position and then go down and and hopefully try to turn one of those interceptions or a fumble recovery into some sort of positive play for the Giants.
1: Well, and Paul, to piggyback off of what Jeff was talking about, I'm looking at the drives in the first half of the Chargers. Nine plays, 60 yards, touchdown. Nine plays, 60 yards, touchdown. 12 plays, 69 yards. They added a field goal, and then they had the four-play, 75-yard drive that ended with that 59-yard touchdown strike. On some of these drives, the Chargers were facing no third downs, maybe one-two max at that point.
3: There was a third and ten on their first drive of the game. There was a third and one on their final drive of the first quarter, which was their third possession of the game. Uh, the Palmer touchdown catch early in the second quarter was a third and eight. I mean, look here's the here's the the bottom line: the Giants were totally outclassed today in every way, shape, and form. That's just the bottom line. You know, you could break down all the stats you want, Lance. It's pointless. The, char- the Chargers manhandled the Giants today in every facet of the game. Talking about numbers at this point is pretty ridiculous.
1: And that is why the final score is 37-21. We are expecting to hear from Head Coach Joe Judge a little bit later on. His press conference will be brought to you by Mercedes-Benz, the official luxury vehicle of the New York Giants. We'll step aside. More post-game reaction coming your way right after
0: this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants radio network driven by the Hess toy truck
6: this is Saquon Barkley and you're listening to Giants football and a fan WFAN and WFAN FM New York Glennon takes the snap back to throw he's going to lob one right wide open in the end zone is Barkley for a
0: touchdown 18-yard touchdown pass
1: to Saquon Barkley That was today's scoring drive of the game, brought to you by Investors Bank. at the official New York Giants checking account only from Investors Bank. Visit InvestorsBank.com slash Giants for more details. That capped a 10-play, 75-yard drive in 4 minutes, 55 seconds. It was the first time that Barkley found the end zone since week 4 of this season when he had a pair of scores. Keep in mind, he didn't play in Week 6 through 9, so that's a big reason why there was a bit of a drought. Also, when Eli Penny got into the end zone, it was the first time since Week 7 against the Panthers that a running back or a wide receiver for the Giants actually reached the end zone because in between that, you had three tight ends, you had an offensive lineman, and then you had a defensive back, Xavier McKinney, getting into the end zone to account for the Giants' touchdowns as they fall to the Chargers' 37 37- 21. We welcome you back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow, Jeff Feigles, Paul Detino, with you. Speaking of Saquon Barkley, let's run you through the Giants' power report. It's brought to you by PSENG, committed to providing safe, reliable energy now and in the future. On the ground today, Giants ran the ball 26 times, 135 yards, so over five yards per carry. Mike Glennon with the lone rushing score. Saquon Barkley led the way with 16 carries for 64 yards. It was the first game that he had 60-plus rushing yards at least this season and the first time since Week 17, 2019, that he accomplished that feat. However, in terms of context, remember, he only played in two games in 2020 because of the season-ending knee injury that he suffered against the Bears in Week 2. Nonetheless, the bulk, Jeff, of their rushing attack those numbers that I just displayed really came in the second half because when we spoke at halftime, they only had nine runs for 33 yards. So it really doesn't tell the whole story in terms of the final stats when it comes to evaluating this rushing attack today.
2: Well, you knew that the uh, Chargers were going to give up some – some yards on the ground because they were giving up 141 yards a game. So eventually it was going to work. And what I liked about what the Giants did tor- towards that in the fourth quarter was they started to run the football. They, they were down a lot. They started to get their running game going. And then that set up that, that Barkley touchdown where he was be able to uh, be able to pass the football. So when you look at the way that this Giants could play down the line, if they can run the football, um, it just makes your, your offense work a lot more easier, calling plays and being able to set up, some nice passes and that's what happened on that touchdown they had a nice drive down there running the football and it was able to make a play with Saquon lined up on the outside put a nice move on the defensive back and, and scored the touchdown
1: They had some five-yard runs, seven-yard runs, eight-yard runs. They were able to move the chain, stay in some manageable downs. It ultimately resulted in a touchdown. We are expecting to hear from Joe Judge shortly. We'll step aside, come back, hear from the head coach, get player reaction as well as the Giants fold to the Chargers 37-21 in Englewood, California. We'll be back right after this.
0: You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Driven by the Hess Toy truck.
1: Welcome back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow, Jeff Eagles, Paul DeTito with you as we are recapping the Giants 37-21 loss to the Chargers. Giants now four and nine on the season, one and six on the road. They are actually going to stay overnight in California before they fly back to New Jersey on Monday. So this way they get back to East Coast time in preparation for. Their home game next Sunday against the NFC East leading Dallas Cowboys, who beat Washington earlier today, 27-20. to 20. We'll certainly have more on that game as we look ahead a little bit later on. As I mentioned, we are still waiting to hear from head coach Joe Judge. We'll get some player reaction, too. Mike Glennon in this game was 17-36 of 36 for 191 yards, two touchdown passes, an interception. He was sacked twice, and, Paul, that brings up the offensive line. Obviously, that unit was put under the microscope all throughout the course of this season. We saw a little bit of Matt Paird come in for Nate Solder, and the results obviously weren't very encouraging. That's why they went back to Nate Solder at one point.
3: Yeah, I thought that Paird actually got nicked up, and I think think that may have had something to do with him cutting out, uh, going out of the game. We saw Bredesen come in at one point also in the second half, and then he got dinged up and came out of the game. I guess the final numbers were two sacks, uh, seven quarterback hits, a bunch of pressures. Uh, I will also say this. I thought Glennon showed today why he is a backup quarterback. There were a number of times where he could have hit guys and was just off the mark. Now, they didn't help him. They had a few more drops again today, which is just it seems to be very normal for this team this year. But there were certainly some opportunities when the game was still somewhat reasonable where he just flat out you know didn't put the ball within a, a a couple of feet of where it should have been was it close enough to the guy that maybe a play could have been made perhaps but you gotta you gotta be more accurate with those throws if you're going to move the ball down the field in the nfl
1: i don't think there's any question for on the interception he threw behind sterling Shepard. Nick Neiman was able to grab that late in the game. And there was another pass that I recall where he tried to dump it off. I believe it was Devin Booker over the middle of the field that was also behind him. So that contributed to the Giants' struggles. And a big reason why they couldn't get to a point where the drives would just continue to flow. They—remember— I go back to the first half where they had, during one stretch, they had three consecutive three and outs. And this was right after they had scored the touchdown between Glennon and Eli Penny to tie the game at seven. The Chargers took a 14-7 lead, but... You had three consecutive three and outs, and meanwhile, the Chargers are just Jeff tallying more and more points, and now you're digging yourself deeper into a hole. And we've seen, based on this season, when the Giants get down by double digits, they may be able to rally late to make the score respectable,
2: but certainly this team not good enough to overcome that. You can't, and you can't get in a shootout with this team if you can't make third downs and and, excuse me, make first downs by either on third down or second down, whatever. But the fact is, if you cannot move the sticks. You're going to have a hard time getting down the field, and even if you are able to move the sticks and be able to punt and pin these guys deep, you know that they still have such a good offense that they can go up and down the field. So, you know, you put your defense in a bad position when you have to keep continuously three and outs and putting them back on the field. The player of the game is
1: brought to you by the members and contractors of Local 825 Operating Engineers, Elec 825. Building Our Future. And we're going to give the player of the game to Saquon Barkley, who, as I mentioned, had one of his most productive games in quite some time. He had 64 rushing yards. He had 31 receiving, so he finishes with 95 scrimmage yards. He also had the receiving touchdown that capped off one of the t- scores in the fourth quarter. So Saquon Barkley is our player of the game. In terms of the defensive side of the ball, it was Aaron Robinson and Logan Ryan that each led the way with nine tackles. Robinson had seven solo. And going into this game, Paul, they did not have a Dory Jackson. They were down a few guys at the secondary. And we talked about this in the pregame. This would be yet another test for Aaron Robinson to step up. He certainly got a lot of reps, and he obviously was active based on his tackle total.
3: Yeah, there's no doubt about that, and and I do think that they do like his aggressiveness, his confidence, and his ability to tackle. He is a good tackler. That's one of the reasons why they thought that there would be an opportunity to see him potentially play some safety at some point during his career because he is a good tackler. Um, but ultimately, you know, when you when you look at this, you know, whether or not uh, Dory Jackson was going to play, it, it's not that wouldn't have made a difference in what happened today. So many things went wrong for this team. That uh, you know, we're, we're not going to look at a couple of injuries and say that those guys were the reasons that they lost. I will give you one one stat that that I are unearthed. As you know, I'm 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 very good with this kind of stuff. Uh, the touchdown catch by Elijah Penny today was the first touchdown catch by a Giants fullback since Henry Hanoski in the right season on. finale there you go. of the 2012 season when he caught a one yard touchdown pass from Eli Manning. Now, again, I'm talking about the last time a true Giants fullback caught a touchdown pass, not somebody who might have been like an H-back like Ellison or, or somebody else who might have been lined up as an H-back and then wound up catching one. I'm talking about a true fullback, Henry Hanoski, 2012. That's 10 years ago, Lance.
2: That's a long time. Well, well you also, know what? Yeah, go his, ahead, Jeff. His brother caught a touchdown pass today too, or ran a touchdown we're in. Rashad Penny, yes, yeah. So you got two pennies for for touchdown. So two that might be for a your first thoughts, too. I thought you were going to say that's what I was <laughs> I had, reading. I was trying to do that. I really was. It just couldn't come out. My it's bad. Okay. See, we're a tag team here. We'll finish
1: each other's sentences if we have to well, for the remainder during the postgame show. But yes, Rashad Penny, very successful on the ground today for the Seattle Seahawks. And uh, perhaps we will break down Seattle and Houston a little bit later on in this program. Let's hear from Head Coach Joe Judge.
7: All right, guys. You know, first off, you know, give credit to the Chargers. You know, it's a good team. They obviously did more in the game to win today than we did. Um, you know, in terms of how we played. Look, I'm encouraging the way the team fought. You know, they continue to practice what we preach in terms of fighting to the end, playing for one another. You know, finish what we started. However, ultimately, it wasn't good enough to have success today. We had a good week of preparation. We've got to make sure it transfers over and how we execute on the field. There were some opportunities we didn't take advantage of, and there were some situations we have to handle better. You know, all three phases. To make sure we can get off the field, sustain on the field, and capitalize on field position when we get the chance. So, that being said, open any questions you have.
5: Um, is it is this a case too where there's just a lot of guys making their mistake? You know, thinking of like Graham kicking out of
7: bounds, Riley's punt, Saquon falling. I mean, is it hard to win when? a lot of guys are all making mistakes? Look, simply put, you know, you've know, you got to go out there and execute. So to answer your question of making mistakes on the field, yeah, you can't afford with how close every game is in this league and how fine a line is between success and you know coming up short to go out there and make mistakes. we got to make sure we do our best job coaching and we execute our best way as players. That's the reality of what you have to do to have success in this league. And there's too many opportunities out there today that we didn't take advantage of. Uh, there's plenty of things that we need to do better. There's plenty of opportunities in the game that, you know, if we're able to capitalize on, we're in a different position. Why do you think it's not carrying over to the field?
6: You said, you know, it's good the preparation, but you do see it carrying over. Why do you think
8: that's
7: the case? We just got to keep on doing a good job, make sure we put all the players in the positions leading up, all right, through practice into the game, and then we got to take advantage when it comes our way in the game, making the place, all right? There's a lot of things in terms of, you know, execution and practice that does show up in the game. There's some things that, you know, we've executed repeatedly that when we have the opportunity to execute it in the game, we have to go ahead and capitalize on it. Uh, we consider everything throughout the game, um, but look, we're going to play, you know, our players in the game based on how they practice, preparing who gives the best chance to have success.
8: Joe, uh, in, in uh, many games this year, even if your offense has struggled, your defense has kind of kept things a little more under wraps, and you've been able to stay in the game longer. Um, did you get a sense that you know the defense just couldn't do that today? Yeah,
7: you know, obviously, those guys made a lot of plays on us, they extended a lot of drives. You know, you saw in the second half. We were able to go ahead and stop the bleeding, some holding the field goals, you know, forcing the punt. Uh, but it was a little bit too little, too late at times. You know, there were some times in the first half where they obviously capitalized. They made some big plays down the field, and they made plays in situations. To go ahead and sustain drives and put themselves in position, half points at the end of that drive. So it's a good team that make plays. But you know, look, I expect our guys to come out there and, and make plays as well. So we got to make sure that we're going through this tape, correct everything we need to. But we got to get ready to go out there next week and capitalize on opportunities and execute.
8: And everyone had positive things to say about that experience mm-hmm. in, in that context I'm surprised you that you didn't get a better response coming out of a week like that
7: it was a positive week you know, we actually had a really good week as a team there's a lot of good prep work that happened there a lot of good things you know internally with the team uh, I was very encouraged and pleased how these guys work throughout the week how they handle themselves conduct themselves you know it was a good week of preparation uh, but obviously it's all about how you carry the preparation over and execute for six minutes in the game how do
5: you feel the offense ran with the running-
7: well we're gonna look at everything as a whole offensively. There's some things obviously the, the run game was moving a little bit better today. You know, we got Saquon going and Book going a little bit, Eli going a little bit with the run game. You know, the offensive line did some nice things, there's some things we have to clean up. You know, ultimately if you're not making enough plays, you gotta look at all eleven and coaching and see make sure that we're doing the right things along the way and eliminate mistakes. I know I
8: know uh, the next special is here in, in LA Daniel gotta see him before
7: you guys leave. Daniel will. Uh, he'll get an image tomorrow. All right. Now, i got to check with Ronnie in terms of exactly, you know, when and where that's going to be, but he's going to go ahead and get out of here tonight and get a, uh, another image that may be back in Jersey. i got to talk with Ronnie. Uh, maybe back in Jersey or New York as well.
0: So. Yeah,
7: i got to check with Ronnie. I just got the update a minute ago in terms of him getting another image, uh, talking to a few players walking out. You know, I'll get the details on when and where that's going to be, but I know he's getting an image in the next, you know, day.
8: Daniel, is, your team is staying. Daniel is leaving. Is that
7: correct? I believe so. I believe so. But, again, Paul, there's a lot of things, you know, kind of you get. i am got to make sure I get all the details in a second. What are you going to do tonight? What's that? What, 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 is, what are you and the team going to do tonight? What am I going to do tonight? I'm going to go back to the hotel. Well, we'll see. I mean, these guys, you know, a lot of times after games, we'll get together as a team. You're on the road right now. It's, you know, some of the unique times of being on the road after a game guys will probably go get some dinner together, kind of kick back, you know, get a little downtime, get back on a plane tomorrow, watch some film, get back, you're ready to start working on Dallas next week. As coaches, you know, we'll get back to that hotel, start watching tape, making corrections, and plowing forward.
8: Joe, when, when you go into a week and you prepare for this, one of the things I would think would be at the top of the list was, was Herbert and his ability to right. launch the ball deep from different angles, be prepared on the back
6: end.
3: When they hit that play at the end of the first half, can you describe the emotions from a coaching perspective? The idea that you guys drilled that all week and the fact that that play
0: comes up in that spot, what, what are you thinking in that moment?
7: Well, like I said, there's a lot of things we prepared on this week that we had got to carry from the practice preparation to the game execution. And uh, guys did a good job pushing forward and working hard this week. That was something specifically, that exact move that you saw, the roll and throwback, we worked on that this week. So obviously we got to carry that over. We've got to keep coaching it better, we got to execute it better, and got to make sure we can make that play. But those big shots, those guys did a good job of making plays down the field.
8: Joe, you know the numbers, right? Uh, the last two minutes of halves, the team has been outscored 59 nothing. I mean, it's almost hard to believe And it was very stark because you had the ball today. You're four, mm-hmm. 41 you had the ball in positive territory to score. I mean, that whole last two minutes of the first half, how difficult was that then to go into halftime? Because that was, you know, you gave up seven points instead of scoring points.
7: Well, we put ourselves in a position that we should have capitalized on. We were able to get the field position, hold them defensively, get the ball back for the offense in a good field position. You know, we weren't far off field goal range at that point, right there. You know, we had a couple plays in that drive that we need to make more out of. You know, and you got to make those plays in those situations, and ultimately, you know, we didn't do it. You come up short right there. You got to go ahead and fix it. If you're, if you're four
8: nine. It's going to be a losing season. Uh, how concerned are you about how this? On you and where the going on
7: on. Well, I'm the head coach. Everything in the program reflects on me, Jordan. I don't ever shy away from that. I don't make excuses. And I don't hide from that either. I'm not a finger pointer. I'm an excuse maker. I'm never going to try and deflect anything. Okay, in terms of the direction the program's going, look, there's a lot of things I see week after week with our players and where we're going that I'm encouraged in a lot of ways. And sometimes that's tough to see externally. But there's some key foundational pieces that are being put in place, and there's a lot of things we're making progress on pushing forward. You know, my scope's always big picture. told the team a second ago. I look every week, week to week. I'm very conscious of what's going on around the league and where we are within standings. But ultimately, my vision goes beyond that, okay? I'm looking long-term for a lot of things. I talked about the first time I ever got in front of a microphone in front of you guys, I talked about putting the foundation together and pushing it and building it the right way. I've never talked about taking a shortcut or wanting immediate gratification. Now, we got to put a product on the field that everyone's proud of. I've said that a million times as well. I got to shy from that. We have got to put guys out there. We got to put them in the right position. We got to execute plays. We got to keep on finishing games. We got to have success. I'm not going to shy away from that either. It's production business. But in terms of the big scope of where we're going, you know, internally you can see a lot of pieces being put together and a lot of things within the direction, the culture, and the foundation of the program that I've been fortunate enough to know what it's supposed to look like and I can see the direction it's going. And I can see the foundation being poured and solidified and we're going to get in the right direction. Yeah, I'm sure they do. They're at practice every day. They're out there as well. But we also have to go out there and do a better job on the field.
8: You talked about, you always think about long-term, but there are four games left in the season. I mean, what reasons do you have to believe that they'll get better than it has been the last few weeks?
7: In what terms, Zach? In,
8: in terms of playing better over these last couple of Yeah, years. we'll
7: keep on preparing the players. You know, I expect the players to fight through these last games of the season the way they fought to finish the game today. That's what I expect to see. I expect to see them come to work. I expect them to be positive, I expect them to be good teammates, I expect them to take coaching, I expect them to make plays on the field. And as coaches, I expect guys to have the best plan prepared for their team for their players and put them in a position to be successful. We're gonna finish everything, guys. That's what we're gonna do. We ain't gonna quit, we're not gonna give up, we're not gonna stop fighting. So I say all the time, when we watch the tape, the result and the scores are relevant. You're gonna correct what you have to correct, you're gonna build on what was positive. All right. At this point in the season, we have important games coming up. They're all important. They're all important. All right, game one through 17, they're all important. So we're going to take advantage of every opportunity that we get as a team because the reality is you work the entire year around for truly 17 Sundays. You used to be 16, right, 17. And you have to earn the right to have extra Sundays beyond that. But you can't go and shortchange and think, oh, what are we doing now? Okay, we're getting stronger as a team. We're going to keep on pushing forward. Our focus to it is to be the best team every week we can be and be an improved team every week. That's where our focus is. Not much, Pat. He's going to get – not much. He's going to get an MRI. We'll see what that is. I know at one point, you know, they tried to get him ready to come back in. We got the news that he was just going to be down. Uh, I Talked to him briefly in the locker room afterwards. You know, obviously this is a game that, you know, he wants to play in every game. He was making some plays for us early in the game. You know, losing a guy like Leonard. You know, obviously you want to play with, you know, him every time. Uh, so I know it hurts him beyond the pain of the injury not being out there with his teammates. But we'll see where he's at. Hopefully it's, you know, something that's, you know, short-term. What I think specifically of it? That ain't the first time we've seen it. This guy's a talented player, man. He's a very, very talented player. He's going to be one of the top quarterbacks in the league for a long time to play. He's big. He's athletic. He's got a strong arm. Can make all the throws. I mean, you're not really surprised. You know, you've got to be in position to make those plays. But in terms of, you know, when you see it, we've already seen it on tape a thousand times. You know, this ain't the first time a guy's made that throw. ain't even the last time he made that throw. And you can't let one play be the thing that defines your entire game against anybody. You know, there's good players in every team in this league. They're going to make plays. We've got to make sure that, you know, we go out there, we play the game the right way and understand within the flow of it that there's going to be ups and downs. You've got to keep on playing through the adversity of the game. All right, guys, I no, appreciate you. That's guys, Giants head Coach Joe
5: Judge. We should have players back-to-back-to-back-to-back to back to back to back here, guys. We expect to hear from Mike Glennon, Saquon Barkley, Logan Ryan, and Eli Penny. And Saquon Barkley will be the first one up to the podium here in the bowels of SoFi Stadium. Here's Giants running back Saquon Barkley. Four games left in the season. You guys are four and nine. How, how disappointed are you about where the, where the season is at
6: right now? Um, obviously, we would like to have a winning record and be in a better position. But like you said, with four games left, we got to stick together and finish the season strong. What
4: do you think of the effort today overall? Not just how do you get it, the
6: effort you give to the overall return? Um, I really don't know what the question is. Ask it again. What do you- um, you know, obviously, we, we lost the game. So at the end of the day, we got to go back, watch film, see if we could do better. Obviously, there's plays out there that need to be made that we didn't make as a team. Um, we just got to be better. What
4: do you
6: think of how you played? Um, gotta go back, watch film before I just give myself an honest grade. Um, felt a little more explosive today. Um, getting comfortable, getting a rock. Um, but yeah, that's it. I'll go back and watch film. I Have an honor to be able to give myself a better answer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, obviously, I think we all will agree that we had a great week, great week of preparation, um, great team bonding. Um, but you know, it's, it's NFL. That team came out, had a great game plan and executed, and they got the job done. So hats off to them. They've been a uh, <clears throat> lower
8: ranked team in terms of stopping the run. Most
6: of the season find rushing against that um yeah i know coming into week everyone was saying how where their ranking was in defense and uh, i said earlier in the week you know it's nfl um they got some studs over there obviously some of the guys were, were banged up and wasn't out there um but you know i think our line did it did a really good job uh we were able to, to get the run game going between me book um but at the end of the day we didn't get the job done
8: you guys have the ball in their territory, the forty-one yard line, you know, with a minute and forty to go. With a chance to, you know, dig into their lead in the first half. You guys go three and out. Um, but, you know, you, and then they get the ball, Herbert throws the ball sixty yards. You know, it it's a tough turnaround over
6: the halftime. That whole sequence there, is that tough? Um yeah, we gotta be better in that sequence as a team. Um play better complimentary football uh, as a team. Um that's kind of been the message and the theme all year. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, we went to halftime, said that's a zero-zero game. Um, we got to come back, fight, show some effort, and then try to come out with a dub. And we didn't do that.
8: You guys have, um, um, have scored fifty-nine to nothing in the last two minutes of the first half of games. Do you, know, you go into halftime a lot, having given up, you know, a score and not scored? Do, do you sense that in these games that you go into halftime? It's like, uh we just, you know, we just did something bad. Here.
6: Um, no, I, I don't sense that.
8: You
6: guys had a good week of work and then it's not to it sort of translate to the field and that like Why do you think it's not translating to the field game? We just gotta execute better. How do you do
8: that?
6: What's it that? How, how do you, how do you <clears throat> make plays? Make plays when plays need to be made. Um and collectively come together as a group. Uh, what I mean, that's what I mean by making plays players as a group collectively, uh, when the plays are there, whether it's myself, whether whoever it is, offense, defense, special teams, uh, make the plays and you know, that that's just the, the theme of the season in my opinion.
2: When
5: your coach says like, Hey, we're, we're moving in the right direction long term, but then the short term results are bad as a player, like how do you react to that or think of
6: that yourself? Well, I mean, my mindset is obviously you, you gotta look at its big picture. Um, no, I I believe we got the right pieces. Um, whether it's coaching staff or players. Um, we come in, we work, <clears throat> work our butt off. Um, so it's so, it's so an amazing group. Uh and and things just in the last couple of years have not been going our way. Um I don't really know the answer to that, why. Um, you know, your thought process is you come in, you work and you do the right things, things are gonna pay off, but at some point it's gonna spin around and uh when it does um, it's gonna be gonna be a great thing, but you know, at the end of the day, we got to go back, watch film, see we could do better this week, um, and get ready for what we got next week. Get ready for Dallas. You you're
0: to Daniel?
6: <coughs> what's he been like? And how optimistic is he that he's gonna be ready? Or, or you that he's gonna be back? Uh, we don't have conversations about that, Jordan. Like <laughs> that's not something we talk about. <laughs> We're not really focusing on that. Um, But if you want my opinion on Daniel Jones, I've I've said it multiple times. Uh, He's an amazing quarterback. Uh, He's an amazing leader. He comes in, he works, and, you know, I think at the end of the day, he's going to have the last laugh. Are you you concerned for him? No.
5: That's Giants running back Saquon Barkley expressing a lot of confidence in Daniel Jones at the end of that press conference as a player player, and that he will make his return. But in the meantime, before we go to break... And finish the rest of our post game. Daniel's backup, Mike Lennon, who started today, addresses the media at the podium. How
8: are you feeling? You haven't spoken to you since last week.
4: What's that? You since yeah, you know, I felt day. good. Uh, um, yeah, it was, uh, you know, first time going through something like that. But uh, felt good as the week progressed and, and, and was cleared and, um, you know, was ready to go today um, from that standpoint.
5: Like how much
4: of the last game did you not feel 100 percent? Last game. Um. I mean, I'm sure you guys saw the the, the, the hit when it happened. That towards the end of the third quarter, I had to kind of whiplash back. Um. So f- fr- from that point forward, it was things were a little fuzzy, but I was I was still uh, with it. So. Did
8: you, regret, did you
4: stay staying in for? No, no. I was I was with it and uh, aware of what was going on. Um, and felt that I, I could uh, play one off to help our team win. So,
5: did you have the wind knocked out of you on
4: that one today, where you completed the pass to though? Yeah, yeah, I got it uh, got me pretty good right right in that uh, as I was releasing the ball, knocked the got the wind knocked out. How did you
2: feel like you played
4: tonight. Uh, not my best. Um, you know, didn't feel like we were as effective as a pass offense as we need to be. Um, offensive line played well. Um, one of the better pass rushing um defenses in the league and I believe we only gave up one sack. Um we ran the ball well. So uh starting with me, we needed to be more effective in the fast game. Why has a
9: struggle, not just for Daniel,
8: too, if you get Kenny involved.
4: Um I I think that's what we're you know, trying to trying to continue to get him more involved, dating back to last week in the Dolphins game, I loved seeing the one-on-one matchup and kind of taking him on that back shoulder um, and, uh, you know, a couple times today as well. But, uh, yeah, I think obviously Kenny's a talented player and um, that's on that's on all of us. That's on quarterback, that's on Kenny, that's on the play caller, that we, that we all need to do a better job um, because he's an important, important piece of the offense, but definitely starts with myself and, uh, you know, Daniel when he's out there. Uh, that's, that's not a question for me. The
8: sequence at the end of the first half, you guys had the ball in their territory, you know, 140 to go, you know, you got a chance to plow back into contention there. Did you guys go and out and they score in the long pass? And how discouraging was that
4: going to Yeah, that was, uh, again, that's, that's kind of, um, Disappointing for, for me because uh, we get the ball back in that situation. I don't know, 45 yard line or so that's on us as an offense. We need to get points there, whether it's field goal or touchdown, it's gotta be something and uh, to go three and out um, and get the ball back to them and then big play uh, that's that's um, that falls on falls on me um, that, that we need to make sure that in that situation we get points.
6: Without
9: Jerry on the sideline it looked like you guys were just
4: basically as a quarterback group and then Freddie, is that accurate? Yeah, I think uh, Daniel and Jake really did a good job today, um, kind of taking on that role that Jerry normally does. Um, do we miss him? Of course, he uh, provides great insight and, um, you know, we would have loved to have him. I know he's as uh, sick feeling about it as anyone, um, you know, I'm sure it's absolutely killing him not to be there. But I thought uh, DJ and, and Jake did a good job uh, kind of filling in that role. Last one. You like the quarterback. What's your reaction to see Justin Kirk
7: make that
4: throw? I didn't see it. I was sitting on the bench. Um, but I've seen plenty of him on film make some unbelievable throws. And I think, uh, you know, you see that he's going to be you know, one of the best quarterbacks in the league for a long time because there's just not many guys on, on this planet that can, can throw the ball like him. He's, he's special and uh, you know he, he, he's a fun, young quarterback to watch. All right, thank you.
5: That's Giants quarterback Mike Glennon. We'll see who Logan comes Ryan up here to the podium next. And it looks like it's going to be Giants defensive back Logan Ryan, our first uh, defensive player. We're going to hear from following the Giants'
9: loss to the Chargers. Yeah, uh, third and nine, third and 10, something like that. We're in a cover two, two high defense, pretty safe defense. I saw they had uh, Guyton in the slot, Speedster. Uh, you know, Herbert's got one of the strongest arms in the league, ability to roll to his right and throw it across field. And uh, it's an opportunity there. You know, we practiced it. You saw it in practice. We prepared for it. It was an opportunity there for me to go, you know, if someone's run down the middle, try to go steal it from the backside. Uh, we don't want him get out the pocket there, and I felt like I had a good good shot at it about fifty yards where I felt like the ball was gonna go based on that play and you know that crow hop got an extra ten and I felt like I just um I felt like I just didn't track the ball well and you know he kind of threw it down the middle of our defense between me and Zay and um, you know we and it just it just very frustrating I'm frustrated myself you know as a pro athlete, you have to make split second decisions and you get judged on them. And I didn't make the right one there. I'm frustrated for, you know, my teammates. I'm frustrated for the coaches. We practiced that play. We were prepared for that play. And I just didn't make that play. And, um, you know, that's on us. That's on that's on the players there. That's on me. And uh, very frustrating. But, you know, the kid's got arm talent, and he ripped it down the middle of our defense. And we've done a good job all year, of, you know, preventing plays like that for the most part. And uh, fortunately today he got that one in. Yeah, no, ninety five percent don't. It's rare, you know. We, um, like I said, I felt like I was in a good spot to go steal it. The ball just carried, and, and he put on a rope. He put a fifty nine on a rope. You don't see that every day. And at the end of the day, I get paid to make that play, so I, I got to go make it. I got to go steal that and help our defense to be an eraser there. And and I didn't. So I wear that one uh, heavy. It's on me. And um, you know, I'm not too happy about that. But you don't get to have them back in, in pro sports. You don't get to. You get judged on on one play at a time. And that one didn't go in my favor. And
8: how how it is in that, uh, you guys keep on giving up those right half and
9: that's issue all year? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think in the beginning of the year that was the case. I think, uh, you know, recently we've been, we've been getting those two-minute stops, game-winning uh, drives, making, you know, some stops. Um, so I think that's improved. Um, I think that was a one-off. I think that was just a play that – between me and Zay, we, you know, we've made, and we just didn't make it today. And you got to give credit to Justin Herbert. got to give credit to their staff doing it 60 yards on 39. You know, they took a shot there. And I just off the formation, I had good awareness that that could be the play. And that's the most frustrating thing. I, I had some awareness that that could be it. And uh, I played for it. I just didn't make it. So that's the most frustrating thing. I wasn't caught off guard by it. So I don't know about the whole year and whatnot. I'm frustrated for the fans that travel. we got a great fan base that made – you know, made it a trip. They traveled to Miami as well. My fans, my family back at home who are supporting for I just really felt like I let a lot of people down with that, but that's just the weight you bear when, you know, you're a captain in, in this position and you care about your job, you care about your livelihood, you care about it for the, for the franchise. So it felt like uh, I got to go get it back. Logan, uh, pretty
8: much everybody or everybody has said that they really thought the week away was very beneficial. Did you think that was going to help on the field today in some way? Because obviously
9: the performance on offensive defense was yeah, the case. yeah, for sure. It was for sure. I, I thought it was beneficial. I thought we practiced hard. I thought we practiced well. I just think we didn't defensively. We didn't come out. Um, we, we were giving up too many touchdowns at the beginning of the game. I mean, it just we. I don't know how many points we get up in the first quarter. It was just too many. And then you know, I think by the second half when we try to get some things under control, it was too too much. Too much damage done early. So I think we got to come out and. Uh, Got to limit those touchdowns early in the game for sure. Joe talked about how he
8: picks the
7: long range and how um, he his programming. Even though some you of know, the results on the field aren't
8: so good, you guys are making progress. As a player, how much do you see?
9: What do you see? in that regard? I think as a player, I just I just see taking ownership. Like I said, talking about the plays you gave up and owning them. And that's Joe's job as the head coach. That's some you know that's the front office's job to build a team for the long run or whatnot. As a player in in this day and age, you got to think of it game by game, day by day. That's how quickly it goes. Your story is written every game in this this sport. So I just think, you know, game by game, uh, I'm proud of my guys in terms of sticking together out there. I just think we put ourselves in a bad spot early in the game, and and that's not okay. That's not okay in our situation of the season. It's not okay uh, for the fans, for the franchise. It's not okay how we came out and performed today.
8: Logan, when know when joe's talking big
3: picture but also talking the external perception versus internally that you guys can see what's being built internally is part of this blind faith
8: for guys who haven't been part of the success you know you have faith in joe you were with joe you've won with joe but for a lot of people on this team it's
3: still where the numbers you know where we want to get winning we got to get winning here and it's still kind of
9: Yeah, you want to go out there and feel prepared to play the game. I feel like we were prepared to play the game. You want to feel confident in what you're doing. You got to go execute. Obviously, that's the third and most important part, but that's what you trust in the coach staff to get you prepared to go play the game. And when you practice a play in practice and you see it in the game, you don't make it, that's on you. When some of our looks, our communication wasn't as good as they need to be, that's on us. I mean, some of the stuff was scheme. Some of the stuff is they have talent on offense as well, what they do. But, you know, we have good players, and we, we didn't make the plays today. We didn't get the turnover today. We preached turnovers all week. We worked really hard at them, and we didn't get them. Uh, we didn't we didn't go punch those balls out or get them out the air. So for the guys that, you know, you look around, I mean, you can only control what you can control, and you got to keep pushing forward. But we got to go make some of those game-changing plays just for our season, just for our franchise. That's the most frustrating part, just you got to control what you can control. And today I didn't control that as well as I would like to, but, You know, having kids and being a father and being a role model, some of these kids, you got to keep pushing forward regardless and face the music uh, because, you know, fortunately I have another day here and I'm going to try to make the best of it. Thank you.
5: That's Giants defensive back Logan Ryan. I think we have one more player here, guys, and then we can wrap it up from SoFi after the Giants lost to the Chargers. And it looks like we're going to have Giants running back slash fullback Eli Penny. That's going to head to the podium here. Take a couple minutes of him, then you guys can kind of take it out when you feel you're ready, and we'll say goodbye from SoFi. Here's Eli. How did it feel to
8: score touchdown the same day as your uh,
10: brother got to himself? Uh, it felt good. It's a good day for for the both of us. It's a good day for our family. Uh, just seeing us seeing this, play football and, and enjoy the game.
8: Eli, when um, when your coach t-
5: talks about making progress. He says, like, I see the building blocks, we're laying a foundation, but then you're not getting wins, you're not getting short-term results. Is it hard to hear that as a player or believe that as a player if you're not getting wins and results?
10: I think when when he says that, I think he means like, uh, like glimpses of the game, like you know, the good, a lot of good stuff that we do is really good, and then obviously the bad is just is just bad. But you know, when it, when he says that in our locker room, I think he pretty much means that, like, you know. When he sees uh, good things throughout certain drives and certain moments throughout the game, with whether it's team, special teams, defense, or the offense.
8: Did you think the week away of practice, which everyone said they thought was good for the team, would, would result in uh, help you guys with a better performance
10: today? Can you ask that again? Did
8: you think the week in Tucson, which everyone said was very beneficial for the team, would produce a, help produce a better result?
10: Um, well, the week of Tucson for me and, uh, you know, the team, to me it was a uh, – we all kind of just bonded uh, well. We bonded well together. We uh, enjoyed each other. We we, we uh, had a great time out there in uh, Phoenix. I mean, in Tucson. Just uh, – I know for some guys we enjoyed being around – like being back on the college campus, you know, getting that kind of atmosphere. I know I did. You know, it kind of gave me a certain – you know, a certain type of juice when I was back there. But I would just say it was uh, more so the, like the team bonding that uh, that we kind of like enjoyed while we were in Tucson. All
1: right. So that was Giants fullback Eli Penny speaking to the media as he had his first career receiving touchdown in the Chargers 37-21 win over the Giants. The player press conferences were brought to you by MetLife, the official insurance company, of the New York Giants. So the Giants now fall to 4-9 on the season. A lot of other activity across the NFL in Week 14. We'll step aside when we come back. We'll get you caught up with all the rest of the NFL action as we move along here on Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. We'll be back right after this.
0: You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants radio network, driven by the Hess toy truck. Welcome back to Mercedes-Benz
1: Giants Extra Point. Lance Medal with you as the Giants fell to the Chargers 37-21. Let's walk you through everything else that happened in Week 14 in the National Football League. Sunday night football will have the Bears and the Packers colliding, but everything else has gone final, and we had two overtime affairs in the late window. The Bills overcame a 21-point deficit, but fell to the Bucks in OT 33-27. Tom Brady connected with Rashad Perryman on a 58-yard game-winning score. The Niners walked off 26-23 winners over the Bengals in overtime. Jimmy Garoppolo connected with Brandon Ayuk in overtime after Cincy settled for a field goal. The Broncos topped the Lions 38-10. Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon each had two touchdowns. It's now six wins in a row and counting for the Chiefs. They crushed the Raiders 48-9. Patrick Mahomes had two touchdown passes. Clyde Edwards-Elair ran in for two scores. Kansas City also returned a Josh Jacobs fumble for a touchdown. Cowboys jumped out to a 24-0 lead, held off Washington 27-20, and the football team's four-game rise. Dallas returned the Taylor Heineke fumble for a score, and Dak Prescott connected with Amari Cooper for their lone offensive touchdown. Browns defense also found the end zone thanks to a Miles Garrett fumble return as Cleveland edged Baltimore 24-22. Lamar Jackson left the game early with a sprained ankle and didn't return. Falcons handed the Panthers their third straight loss with a 29-21 victory. Atlanta's defense returned an interception for a touchdown. Seahawks won their second in a row with a 33-13 win over the Texans. Russell Wilson threw for a pair of touchdowns, and Rashad Penny handed 137 yards and two scores on the ground, so it was a very productive day for the Penny family across the board. Saints literally ran over the Jets, by collecting 203 rushing yards, including 120 and a touchdown, courtesy of Taysom Hill, New Orleans snapped a five-game skid with a 30-9 victory over Gang Green. The Jaguars have now lost five in a row after being shut out by the Titans, 20 to nothing. Trevor Lawrence had four interceptions and was sacked three times. That was the NFL in action. It was brought to you by Bigelow Tea. Grab a mug and tea proudly. We will step aside when we come back. We'll continue to recap the Giants' 37-21 loss to the Chargers. Also look ahead to the next challenge at hand. They return home to place the first place Dallas Cowboys. We will step aside and we'll return right after this.
0: You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Driven by the Hess Toy Truck.